Hello, and welcome back to Resurrections, and Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast. I'm your host, Al Sedano. And this week, we are going to be finishing off the uh, Legacy of Thanos storyline in Captain Marvel. And of course, if you're thinking of Thanos and Captain Marvel and the Titans, of course, you're thinking of the wonderful host from Bitches on Comics, Sarah Sentry and Essie Fleamore. So you're going to be hearing voices that sound like Essie and Sarah. There's a good reason for that. It is Sarah and Essie. Oh, they're here. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, hey. <laughs> so, therefore, no one's confused. They're like, hey, that sounds like bitches on comics. Wait a minute. Wait it a ding-dang second. <laughs> it's because it is. I assume everyone says. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we've been replaced by scrolls. <laughs> it could happen. Stranger That's things. Uh, this is Essie Flinoir, so you can recognize this voice. I like how my voice kind of broke in my name. <laughs> you know, whatever. It happens. It's uh, I am one of the hosts of Bitches on Comics. Super pumped to be here. Thanks for having us. Oh, always excited to have you two here. I am Sarah Century. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> Did you have to check your notes? <laughs> I was like, ooh. I oh, am... What's my line? I am line... <laughs> Spider Woman, <laughs> or am I Queen of the Skrulls? All right, <laughs> that might be my last scroll joke. Cannot make any guarantees. I Ironically enough, there are no scrolls in here at all. I know. I really miss their presence. It's just weird. It's like, wait, Captain Marvel, no scrolls. We do have a person with green skin and a purple outfit. So yeah, good enough. But yes, today we are finishing off that Captain Marvel storyline with the legacy of Thanos, I guess it is. So Captain Marvel 62 and Marvel Premiere 1 and 2. So let's make things easy. I'm going to drop in a synopsis for all three issues right now. And then that way, you all know what's going on. And then we're going to get right back in a minute with the insanity. <laughs> okay, so like past me just said, we are going to do all three synopses at once. Whose friggin' genius idea was this? Anyway, before we do that, just a quick note. With Captain Marvel 62, this series was cancelled. However, the next couple of issues have been already done. So they decided there was no point in wasting that work. And in a new series that came out, as you'll see very shortly after, this, after Captain Marvel's cancelled, called Marvel Spotlight, they use those Captain Marvel stories in the first several issues of Marvel Spotlight. All right, everyone caught up? Great. Let's go. Captain Marvel 62, Earth Skirmish. Writer, Doug Mensch. Pencils, Pat Broderick. Inker, Bruce Patterson. Colors, Nell Yomtov. Letters, John Costanza. Cover art, Pat Broderick, Bruce Patterson, and Danny Crespi. Editor, Roger Stern. Cover dated May 1979. On sale date, February 20th, 1979. With a cover price of 40 cents. This has been reprinted in Titans number 28, a 1980 French reprint, Guardians of the Galaxy Solo Classic Omnibus from 2015, and Marvel Masterworks Captain Marvel Volume 6 from 2016. In the pre-dawn countryside, just beyond Washington, D.C., Rick Jones and Gertie come face-to-face with Stellarax and his alien army. Stellarax monologues to them his plan to conquer Earth and then Titan, and then the rest of the universe, and takes him captive aboard his ship. He then heads himself to Washington, D.C. and demands the Earth surrenders in 24 hours, or he will use a death ray to destroy the city. Using an energy disruption, he causes all power in the city to not work, from electrical to generators to even batteries. 
Nothing works. Marvell and Drax have arrived on Earth by now and see Stellarax's ship in orbit above. They split up, with Drax dealing with the ship, while Marvell goes to the surface to take care of Stellarax. They fight, while up on the ship, Drax has rescued Gertie and Rick, who follow him as he makes his way to the bridge. In Washington, Marvell defeats Stellarax, but just before passing out, Stellarax orders his men to use the death ray. While Drax is destroying the rest of the crew, Rick is able to take out the two controlling the ray just in time. It is still fired, but at the wrong angle, and instead of hitting Washington, D.C., just shoots harmlessly through the sky. Marvell brings the unconscious Stellarax up to the ship and is surprised to see Rick and Gertie. He offers to drop him off first, but they want to stay and help, so the four of them head back to Titan. On to Marvel Spotlight number one, The Saturn Storm. Writer Doug Mensch, pencils Pat Broderick, inker Bruce Patterson, colors Carl Gafford and Glynis Oliver, letters Gaspar Saladino and Elaine Heinel, cover art by Jeff Acklin, Bob McLeod and Irv Watanabe, editor Roger Stern, cover dated July 1979, see, like I said, pretty close after the last one, on sale date April 3rd, 1979, Cover price, 40 cents. This one has been reprinted in Titans number 29, a 1980 French reprint, Captain Marvel, The Death of Captain Marvel from 2010, Marvel Premiere Edition number 43, The Death of Captain Marvel, also from 2010, Captain Marvel, The Death of Captain Marvel, trade paperback from 2013, Guardians of the Galaxy, Solo Classic Omnibus from 2015, Marvel Masterworks, Captain Marvel Volume 6 from 2016, and Death of Captain Marvel trade paperback from 2019. Captain Marvel, Drax the Destroyer, Rick Jones, and Gertie head towards Titan, dodging laser fire. Their ship crashes, but they all survive, and Marvel and Drax fight off their pursuers. Isaac radios the attackers, ordering them to lure the heroes to Saturn in an attempt to kill them with a missile storm. The heroes chase the enemy ship to a base on Saturn, but the pilots tell them that Isaac is going to bomb the place from Titan. Marvell and Drax manage to save everyone from the missiles by using rocks from Saturn's ring as a shield. Marvell, Drax, Rick, and Gertie then head off to Titan, but Isaac manages to revive Stellarax, Gaia, Chaos, and his own robot body, Isaac Prime, and they all intercept the heroes. Alright, time for the finale now. Marvel Spotlight number two, The Dark Corners. Writer, Doug Mensch. Pencils, Pat Broderick. Inker, Bruce Patterson. Colors, Barry Grossman, credited as Ben, Sh- ben Sean. Letters, John Costanza and Diana Albers. Cover art, Frank Miller and Terry Austin. Editor, Roger Stern. Cover dated September 1979. On sale date, June 26, 1979. Cover price, 40 cents. This has been reprinted in Titans number 30, a 1981 French reprint. And everything else is the exact same reprint list as for Marvel Spotlight number one. So just go back and listen to that if you really need to hear again where it was reprinted. On Titan, Captain Marvel, Drax the Destroyer, Rick Jones, and Gertie face off against Isaac Prime, Stellarax, Gaia, and Chaos. Isaac teleports everyone to his control room, where the weakened Eros, Mentor, and Elysius are. Rick finds out that Drax is going to kill Marvell if they are successful, but after Marvell takes a blast meant for him, Drax changes his mind and flies into a rage, destroying Stellarax. Chaos and Gaia defeat Drax before Marvell knocks them both out. Marvell and Isaac are the only ones left standing, and the hero is surrounded by numerous Isaac robots, so he expands his life force in an effort to defeat the computer. This gives Isaac some humanity, which drives him mad, and he suddenly feels remorse for all the things he has done. 
Isaac reverts to his original personality and turns the life support systems for Titan back on. Two weeks later, everyone's recovering and celebrating their victory on Titan. Drax states that he will not kill Marvell as they agreed upon and leaves, while the rest of the group enjoy a celebratory meal. World on Fire, an All-Star Squadron podcast. Join your hosts, Billy D. And Herman, as we take a deep dive into the seminal DC Comics series created by Roy Thomas and Rich Buckler. We'll be covering the series issue by issue, spotlighting our favorite characters. And talking about the historical tie-ins as well. So join us every month in... A World on Fire, and All-Star Squadron podcast. Coming in December 2020 to a podcatcher near you. We're back. Let the insanity commence. <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks for summing this up because oh, what is this comic? <laughs> Someone has to, and I definitely could not. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, it's kind of, yeah, because we recorded. It happened. I'm putting this on future me. They're going to have to deal with this. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm still confused. Future me is going to have to figure this out. They're going to be like, you you know what, too? It's not going to help whenever you try to rely on the internet because the the Marvel Wiki doesn't even have anything to explain this. <laughs> like, I feel like a lot of people <laughs> have thrown their hands in the air with these issues <laughs> and been like, huh, what is that? This is weird. <laughs> this is the story of Drax. Um Sort of learning to care and maybe getting some moving on, but not really, as we'll find as we find out in future issues. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So like, yeah, we the last the last episode <laughs> slash fever dream that we collectively <laughs> shared, uh, we talked about the lead into this story, and I just remember it being all of these different villains, all of them being really disconnected and strange. Like there was like the sort of frog-like guy, Gaia. and then there was like the person who was star-ish. <laughs> Looked like a star scroll, kind of. Yeah. Um, then, of course, of course, our good friend Stellarax, who is the person who really <laughs> kicks this issue off. Um, yeah. And he it's... does it just by like fully explaining to Rick and Gertie, who I'm sure we talked about last time, but I completely forgot this character existed. <laughs> but Rick and they, Gertie... I don't think, I don't think oh, they had man. that much in the last issue. They Gertie is in a lot more in these three, at least. Rick is like, hey, this is my girlfriend now. And she's like, heck yeah, I'll go to space or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> the, the, the like... The hilarious dialogue between these two is just cracks me up the whole time because it's like Gertie is the most down girl I have ever seen. Like she is down for whatever. Like oh, she's Gertie's just cool. like, Gertie's we're like, going to yeah. go to space. 
I'm fine. cool with it. Maybe die. Amazing. Never heard good. of it. Happy to yeah. go there. Let's see what Literally. happens. I'm hoping this... that she was just so high like this whole time. And then whenever she like sobers up, she's just like, oh my God, we're in space. Cause there is like a moment later where she kind of freaks out and you're just like, did you just sober up? <laughs> like you just, <laughs> you just like came off of the mushrooms and now you're like, what? <laughs> like, that is I mean, her possible. first line on the cover is, but Rick, it's so, so unreal. Yeah. yeah. She definitely awesome. sounds stoned. That is possible because I'm looking at the Marvel Wiki on the the character Gertie. I mean, obviously, there's not much for her, unfortunately, but it says history. Gertie was a girlfriend of Rick Jones. She joined Mordecai Boggs and Jones on their European music tour across the continent. <laughs> and baked. <laughs> they yeah, I spent a month on Saturn's moon Titan. Like, that's it for the description. Like, of course, comics. Like, oh, yeah, was part of a rock star tour. Once spent a month on the moon Titan. Because then she gets um, the later Rick. I always forget that Rick is like always a musician. That's something that for some reason really escapes my mind until like you see him singing a song and playing an acoustic guitar to like woo a girl. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, man, these lyrics are rough, Rick. Like, <laughs> I always forget about that. But yeah, no, he he toured. He's a big rock and roll star with his swoopy bangs. Oh, yeah, he was one of those singer-songwriters from the 70s. Yeah, 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 yeah. His future wife is Marlo, is that her yes. name? Or, yes, okay, Marlo Chandler, right? Is that correct? Yes, um, Marlo, who also dated the Hulk and Moondragon. Dated Moondragon. <laughs> See, this was what I was going to reference, because I remember in that future Captain Marvel series, there's a whole scene where he gets on live space television, <laughs> and he starts, like, serenading Marlo, and she's just like, you know what, Moondragon, we're going to have to break up, because I can't walk away from that. <laughs> I'm just like, what? <laughs> to be fair, it worked out for Moondragon. Yeah, Moondragon mean, was I like, oh, I guess I'll just date this other Captain Marvel or whatever. And it's like, well, yeah, Philabelle is like definitely, definitely a better match for Moondragon. But I'm also like, really, Marlo? Did you just leave Moondragon for Rick? Because <laughs> he was did the Hulk and didn't Rick? know that they were, it was the Hulk. So, you know. Marlo. So you're saying she's not a, um, what what would you call it? Like a, oh. a, a soup? <laughs> no, all I was going to yeah. say was really offensive. Um, or Marlo's open to, to whatever. Like, yeah. It's like, she is at least as smart as Rick. I'll give her that. <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue with that. Can't argue Gonna that. say twice as smart, maybe. Um, so this well, yeah. whole... Oh, yeah, sorry. This issue begins with Stellarax just yelling at them, which is so funny to me. Um, I'm going to yell my plan to you. It's not just monologuing. It's yellow-logging. The face, the the expression that both of them have on their faces while he's yelling, Gertie and Rick are just standing there, and they're like, "Whoa, <laughs> whoa, man, it's amazing." Harsh, harsh. So you're bro. gonna like, harsh. you're just gonna like destroy the city. What? That's wild. Oh yeah, they want to destroy Washington D.C. Which am I the only one when I was reading this and they said they're gonna destroy Washington D.C. Was thinking, ah. <laughs> You know, because I was like, are we still in Denver? And then it was like, oh, no, we're in D.C. now. <laughs> and like, I mean, this has been like a wild ride, right? Like, I don't remember it, but I feel like it's been wild. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. It started out. We started out with him in Denver, with Marvel in Denver. Right. So just setting buildings on fire and then just being like, Audi. Like, yeah. 
I think I think what I saw was a different creative team before. So I think this is the new writer going to be like, nah, I don't want to be there anymore. We're not going <laughs> to bother with that. Yeah, Doug Minch is like, I'm out. We're going to DC now. And then Stellar Axe also says, like, his plan is um, that he's going to conquer Earth and then he's going to go back to Titan. And then he's like, so I can rule just, I can rule not one, but two Earths. Because all of these people, like, there's a few villains in this arc and they're all like ex cronies of Thanos because Thanos is dead right now, theoretically, yep. right? And then, yeah, so they're. Statue. They're like his his ex cronies, and they all are like so obsessed with him, right? Because they're just they're like, all throwing a <laughs> fit. They they're like, just like yeah. I'm gonna, God. I'm gonna do Thanos things. I could be Thanos or whatever, and it's just like, yeah, Stellar X. I don't <laughs> think you actually could. Uh, they like, like who is this tool? This I'm is like what brother. Hmm. I'm gonna destroy Washington D.C. Thanos, like you think small. <laughs> It's like, really I'm destroying small. stars. That's my plan. Rick tries to escape. It doesn't work for him. No, he gets caught right away by all Gertie's... the little weird little... I like the guy with the eyes on the stalk. That's kind of cool looking. Oh, same hair. Yeah. I like some of the like aliens that we meet along the way. Um, Gertie's like, oh, bummer. <laughs> <laughs> That's paraphrasing, but like essentially, <laughs> right? Yeah. God, it is a lot of him yellow logging. Yeah. I was just everybody back through it. And I was like, it is like half of the comic. <laughs> yeah, he yells like the whole time, and you're just like, he is getting it out. Even later, like Marvel, like spoiler alert, Marvel's gonna be in this comic. But um <laughs> Oh yeah. But he um even later he's just like, Oh yeah, he's like a baby. <laughs> And it's like to me very funny for Marvel just to be like, oh, you're like a little infant throwing a little baby tantrum. <laughs> Isn't this cute? <laughs> you're precious. You're just frankly precious. Uh, Drax. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say it does work if they whole yellow logging thing because at least with all the reporters out there, it's like, okay, go go yep, go on. We're getting this all down. Can you repeat that last yell? You know, they're making it very easy for them. Right, yelling at the soldiers, yelling at the cops, and they're all like, folks, I think this might be it. And it's like, all right, I don't think it will be. But <laughs> we we can assume that Stellar Axe is going to be the one who finally takes out Earth in the Marvel Universe. Like, literally, Earth has been targeted by every celestial being, including the Celestials. <laughs> and it's like, Stellar Axe is like, stepping up to bat. I'm going to be the one to do it. Like, I don't know. I'm going to do this. Galactus, pfft. Super scroll? No, nothing. No, I knew Thanos. Like, we went to high school together, and, like, sometimes, like, I worked for him. So, like, I could totally take Earth out, you know? (laughs) I sat behind him in English. (laughs) Right. Oh, my God. So, like, Marvel and Drax see the ship or whatever. Like, they're in space, and they're like, all right, let's head on back to Earth or whatever. And um, there's, like, a... (laughs) Or whatever. (laughs) There's this really funny part. I laugh so hard whenever... Whenever Marvel's like, well, they're going to have to hold tight on Titan for a little while. And then Drax is just like, especially Elisa's, huh? And I'm just like... Drax is so jealous. Did we talk about how Drax has such a crush on Marvel? <laughs> like in the last one, <laughs> he's just like, "Oh, so what? So you could see your girlfriend?" And it's all like, "Um, like they're like fighting for their lives, and so are you." And he's just like, "So what? Now you just want to go be with your girlfriend?" Um, <laughs> if I can't have I you, I'm gonna kill really you. Compl- 
Yeah, what really completes that moment is, if, like, the panel itself, Drax has a bit of a limp wrist. And so it's kind of like those memes where he's like, is he like, you know? And it's like, <laughs> he's kind of like, you know. He's he's putting it out there on lots of levels that he's like, I'm available, Marvel. Marvel, I want to know who you're talking to. Marvel, are you listening to me? And the whole and Marvel's like, no, I'm not. Marvel's like, no, I've got to leave my genetic material with Alicia so that she can impregnate herself with two children that I may never meet because I'm going to die soon. But like, yeah, you're just like, oh, okay. Like, Drax, <laughs> Drax, you should like not pursue this, right? Like, it's it's not good for you because like Marvel is like never going to have his head in the game for you. Um <laughs> This is my re- my relationship advice um, to Drax the Destroyer. Girl, you need to respect yourself. And a part of that is walking away from Marvel and his beautiful blue eyes that you can only sometimes see because mostly they're white, right? Yeah. To be fair, Drax doesn't make good choices in that regard because, I mean, where does Drax go after this? To Moondragon. So like Moon right. Drax, like, and that doesn't go very well for Drax either. I, could, I mean, I think the Captain Marvel option was actually better. You're right. Yeah. 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 Um, and it, I mean, it, Drax it, is like that new little Nas X song. You know, he's like, he's like in that little Nas X song. He's like, I want someone who wants me. Just like through all the Butch guys of Marvel. I love that idea. <laughs> Yeah, I just, love like, dancing his little heart out. <laughs> he is. He is. I can see it. I think that it's good for him. He definitely, spoiler alert, once again, gets in touch with his feelings in this arc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is kind of sad because he gets in touch with them. And then like the next time you see him, it's like, nope, nope, we're going to ignore all that. Yeah. They're like, no, it's fine. He didn't have a friendship, whatever. Um <laughs> So all the electronics in the world go on the fritz, right? So I I don't even... Th- there's parts of this where you're like, this is just like filling page space kind of because oh, we don't super yeah. need <laughs> this part. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, but they don't. separate. Yeah, a lot of like amusing. crowd shots and like ran- random people yeah, that are like, having oh, electronic no. issues. <laughs> yeah, I thought at first that one person that says it's where it goes on was that one page where it says at, the, at that precise moment on Capitol Hill and we see a brunette working in the office saying oh the clock stopped i actually had, was checking it because i thought that was supposed to be rick jones ex-girlfriend but it's not it's just random person yeah it's just like, a random person i did this same thing. people here i was like who is this lady i want to hear more about her it's so funny because she's only there for like three three panels and it's just like everybody's like so who is she <laughs> what's yeah, she I- doing but like you said, yeah, they they turn off like all the electronics in the area because all the TV people are complaining. And you get a little commentary. It almost sounds like now where they're talking like TV versus print. Like all of a sudden print's like, aha, we have an advantage this time. <laughs> yeah. I also like how they're just like, oh, we couldn't get through to the Avengers. So it's whatever. But then, of course, they're just like, but we've got the next best thing, Captain Marvel. And it's like, no, the next best thing would have been the X-Men, right? Like, <laughs> Probably. But okay, I mean, sure. I, either way, Captain Marvel is equipped to deal with this problem. So I will say that Drax goes into a different place. Like Drax goes to find Rick and Gertie. Yeah, he goes to the spaceship <laughs> and he's like, oh, hey, hi, guys. I love Drax. His lines are so good. I, I always have loved this character so much. But I think I didn't appreciate him as much as I do lately. Because whenever he is like, 
whenever Marvel sends him to go find or whatever. I don't even remember. It's like this bizarre part where like they're separating and like Drax is like, I'm going to go find the people. But he's like, the destroyer always welcomes a chance to destroy. And that's not the <laughs> last time he's going to say something like that just in this arc. Like, he, he's always like, the destroyer destroys. And it's like, all right. No, you might- he just wants to make sure that his brand is intact <laughs> through the arc. He's like, listen, I have an image and I want people to respect it. The tiny skull on my chest is not for show people. I'm a destroyer. <laughs> it doesn't, he can't, it's not as easy to brand as Batman was like, I'm going to put a bat on everything. He has to make sure people know, Drax, I destroy, destroyer, right here. Want stuff destroyed? <laughs> I, I am going to say the destroyer destroys might need some workshopping, but also I'm like, you know what? I do respect a person that marries their brand. I do appreciate it. <laughs> I think I'm on a different page than you were where you were talking about him saying I'm going to destroy, and I still have on this page. Thanos, whose legacy I'm pledged to destroy in all its forms. He loves <laughs> to destroy. He always welcomes a chance to destroy. <laughs> like, that's all anybody ever says about him because it's all he ever says. Um, he's Which like, I love, oh, in the line yeah. that you're saying, Sarah, it's it's spread across two panels. Yeah, and I love that it's supposed to feel like a punchline, like yeah, or like a like something really empowering to hear a chance to destroy, but it just comes across like what. <laughs> we know like it's you your name straight i'm like um <laughs> it's what you do <laughs> he's like destroy and they're like yeah no i we heard you um <laughs> we heard you <laughs> so you like what happens now i mean this is like <laughs> this is the part just, of the story where it's like Drax beats up a lot of very cute aliens. They're adorable. That's right. I really yeah. like them. They, their, their design is cool. They've got like interesting appendages. Like they're, they're really cool. And he's just like, you know what? I'm gonna punch you, you look like <laughs> garbage. I'm gonna <laughs> punch all of you in the face. And Gertie and Rick are like, get him. <laughs> he's get like, him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna punch one of you, and then I'm gonna punch you so hard that my fist goes through, and then I'm gonna punch the next one, and then it's gonna happen again until I just punch like seven of you with just one punch, and none of you have any heads anymore because I'm the destroyer. <laughs> and they're all just like, guy. who are you talking to? <laughs> They're like, we're just trying to go, actually. Like, we saw you show up, and we were, like, done. We've heard the brand. We know. We get the newsletter. <laughs> destroy. Drax, destroy stuff. We're out. <laughs> oh, God. What's in the newsletter? Is it just pictures of him beating people up? <laughs> destroyed. 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 Yeah, just, like, people. the caption, destroy. Another one destroyed. Another Dear diary. <laughs> Today, destroyed some things. Not as much as yesterday. Hope to destroy more tomorrow. Destroy this diary. <laughs> he was early in the zine scene. He was like, oh yeah. Get this out to all the people. I got myself a perzine. It's called Destroy. Um, <laughs> so then Marvel, right? And, um, you know, Stero- Stero- Stella racks. <laughs> <laughs> Stella. <laughs> Stella Rex. Okay. Stella Rex. Um, Stella. <laughs> Stella Rex. Um, 
Yeah, he's just like, you can, they just basically like talk a bunch of smack to each other, which is like, yeah, a ton of this comic is just people yelling at each other and being like, I'm strong. And somebody's like, you're not as strong as me. And the other person's like, yeah, I am. And he's like, you can't be the strongest. Marvel's like, I'm the strongest. And then um, Drax crashes in. I will destroy all the strongest. <laughs> I'm the strongest. But wait, side note, I'm just thinking now, Stella Rex, that might be a cool name for a dog. Oh, Stellarex, yes. Approve. So Marvel is like Stellarex. I will absorb your what is it? Enter your your the source of your power. There's so much of that, right? Oh yeah. And I am gonna harness it to fight you. (laughs) She's like, okay. Marvel is like always absorbing like dudes' powers and stuff, and um it seems to make him really happy. So (laughs) I think it's great. It works for it works for him. So they like they he defeats Stellarax, right? Kind of, and like is just like you're defeated. And then uh, <laughs> they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna go to space because I gotta like deal with this whole Titan thing. And like Rick and Gertie are both like down to party, right? Like they're both just like space. Heck yeah, let's go. Well, like and the whole time, like the just panel after panel, Drax is just beating the. Sh- out of like aliens who don't even come up to his nipples. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like kicking them, punching them. He's like slamming his fists against their backs. It's like I'm what? looking at the one page where he's like punching a guy and there's another one just like wrapped around his leg, like trying to hold him. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Rick and Gertie are just walking behind him, like, do do do. Nothing really to do here. Just step on the bodies. <laughs> it's cool, man. Like, I'm br- if I ever write a Marvel comic, I am bringing Gertie back because, like, I don't she think that they're roll with it. I don't think that they're doing it on purpose, you know. But I would love to see what Gertie's been up to, and or hey, a Marvel snapshots. I'm here for it. I would write a Marvel snapshots of Gertie, where it's just like her, just living her life, having a great one, you know. Has a house. Has a couple aliens hanging out there with her. She's They're growing like, her own weed. She's she, like, listen, let me tell you about this time I went to space. That she has. <laughs> she has one daughter and then like two or three adopted kids on top of it. And like, it's just like, yeah, that reminds me. And they're just like, that never happened, mom. You were just like on acid because it was like, you know, comic time oh. is weird. So you were on acid because we it wanna... was 2001. <laughs> one of us went away. Yeah. Oh, I heard you say Gertie has a daughter, and then I heard nothing. Okay, can you hear me now? Yes. Wait, SE, are you here? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Okay, good. I just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah I'm I think like, one of us went away. Left. I'm not sure who it was. Might have been me, but somebody went away. <laughs> Probably me. The idea was me, too good. Marvel's like, stop it. I was talking about Gertie, who is like living on another planet, even in the best of times. So I think that the call just followed suit. It was like, <laughs> I'm going to go over here. And also, I was definitely pitching a full comic. So. <laughs> the Justice League wouldn't help him, so Batman formed a new team. These people of power are all looking for something, be it their past, or a purpose, or simply somewhere to fit in. These are the heroes for a troubled age. They are the Outsiders. We are the Outsiders!
covering Mike W. Barr's 1983 series from the very beginning, as they face villains no other team can, like Agent Orange, the Force of July, and the Nuclear Family. <laughs> Puns. This is The Outcasters, a Batman and the Outsiders podcast. Look for us with The Huntress Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Or listen at our website, thehuntresspodcast.com, and follow us on Twitter at BatOutcasters. We are The Outcasters, because to live outside the law, you must be honest. Y'all, this this Marvel spotlight number one, because <laughs> like that's basically it, right? Like we just made it to the end of the Captain Marvel series, and it's like, what was that ending? That's clearly not the what ending of the series. Ending? Yes, exactly. Yeah. They're like, let's go to space for an adventure, not like, and then they went on a fun adventure, like for a specific thing we have to finish up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's in like the oh. middle of the story about Titan, and they're like, yeah, we have to we have to go deal with Titan. Is this oh, yeah, one of it's a whole that. thing? Is this one of those Marvel comics where like they cut it off and then they were like, oh, like a little while later, then they conclude the story in a different no. title? Well, sort so they of, did but, this on purpose. Well, sort of, but not a little while later because this issue of Captain Marvel is cover oh, dated right. May May seventy nine. Marvel Spotlight one is July seventy nine. July and then two is September. So oh, wow. basically the book was being canceled, but since they, I guess they already had worked ahead maybe. So like, well, we already are paying them. We might as well publish it somewhere. Yeah. 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 Cause I was thinking that happened to Miss Marvel, right? Whenever like it ended, it was, there was a, still a few issues and then like five or six years, I think passed. And then they reprinted the issues or like printed oh, it for the longer. first time. Maybe longer because that those like last one or two issues of of uh, Ms. Marvel yeah. were published in the Marvel superheroes like quarterly anthology that started like in 1990. Oh, I didn't realize it was that long. Okay, so they cut off that series and then forever later, like they recollected it because the issues had been done. They just were like this. This is not selling. We're over it. So like they just cut it out, and that's why like whenever you read, <laughs> whenever you read Carol Danvers stories, there's all of this context for like why Mystique hates her so much. Where it's and like Rogue, Rogue yeah. because yeah. Rogue is under threat. Like Destiny's like, hey, Carol Danvers is going to lead to Rogue's death. So like we should stop her. So like there's actually context for it. But if you don't read those issues, it's literally like Mystique shows up kills carol danvers ex-boyfriend and then is just like i hate this woman <laughs> i'm going to ruin her life and it's like why <laughs> yeah well why not and, but yeah you're right that whole thing of just like the series ends and we jump over happens a lot the original warlock series ends with issue eight where he finally goes to confront the man beast who is in person who has basically become the president of Earth, of america on counter earth and the last panel is them about the fight and that the series ends <laughs> <laughs> I was also so just strange. <laughs> it is. And I was just seized with jealousy that I can't call myself man beast. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I wish if if my life could just uh, if it could just be that, you know, if I could just be like, hey, I'm the man beast. <laughs> yeah, well, as much as Drax talks about destroying the man beast talks about hate. It's like yeah. his. Th that's his brand. It's but, like I yeah. hate stuff. And I'm like, I oh, my everything. God, I love this guy. 
Um, but yeah, <laughs> in the Warlock stuff, they're both talking to like their social media managers, and their managers like, <laughs> "I need you to push destroying. It is it's trending right now. If we if we miss this wave, we are going to be left behind. You need to be on the tip of people's tongues when they hear the word destroy." They think of you. <laughs> but yeah, at least and, the Marvel spotlight makes more sense. The Warlock stuff ended in the whole. They did like three issues of the Hulk. Like, yeah, that makes sense. We got this like space Jesus allegory story with the Kai evolutionary creating the world and Adam Warlock's trying to save it from evil. Yeah, Hulk, that makes sense. Oh man, yeah. Every time the high evolutionary even shows up, you're just like, get this eugenicist out of here. (laughs) Like, I cannot handle this guy. I cannot with this guy. (laughs) He literally spends every issue of the Warlock series saying, can I destroy the planet now? Can I destroy it now? Come on, Warlock, let me destroy it. Please, please. And Warlock's like, no, it's where I keep my stuff. Basically, yeah. (laughs) It's where I keep my really important friends who after issue eight will never appear again. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh, Adam. Oh, him. (laughs) But... We're not talking about him. We're talking about Marvel. And yeah. back to, like we said, Marvel Spotlight number one, where two months after his book was canceled, we're going to give him a new book. <laughs> I am. And we'll tr- pick up the old story. <laughs> oh, yeah. I am truly baffled by this issue. I um, Marvel Unlimited just got finished rebooting, so I can't read this comic on Marvel Unlimited. So I was reading, like, I found a collection that was on the library and like it was uh i had to like do a lot of scrolling it's in like the marvel masterworks of (laughs) so anyway um basically i had to like look it up and i was taking notes because i was like you'll be able to follow these notes for sure you'll take them while you're reading and it'll be great and i looked down and i literally have four notes (laughs) (laughs) One of them is the quote from Dionysus because Dionysus appears in this. They go back to Titan, right? So Dionysus appears and he goes, Dionysus, the pitiable god of lusty joy, can only weep. And he's crying. I don't remember why. Um, (laughs) Oh, because the planet's dying. (laughs) The line. Yes, because right now I think about it. Isaac, right? Started like uh, baking the planet like with all of the sun I didn't even remember any of this and then the next line I have is <laughs> a line from Drax the Destroyer what I have always done best destroy <laughs> of course <laughs> so it's I've working you gotta be, you gotta be pushing the destroyer brand push it at all <laughs> times I we clearly want wristbands. We want people with your the picture of your face on their chest. We want, you know. <laughs> I wanted to talk about that because I made like four notes in total about the destroy lines. Okay. And then I have a line. My third line is Rick and Gertie in spacesuits saying stupid shit. And then the last one is all the baddies team up. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. We're so- back. <laughs> pretty good summary i gotta be real that's yeah. actually a good summary of the whole issue that worked all right we're done next month <laughs> so oh, gertie man. and rick are like flying high like literally in space having a great time i remember marvell and drax continue their will they or won't they vibe and <laughs> <laughs> i remember that alicia's right is always such a weirdo because like uh, yeah, as we said, later on she becomes incredibly weird. Like she impregnates herself with like Marvel DNA or whatever. Um she does all kinds of strange stuff cuz she's like we will make 
the perfect mate. Like, we will have all of the perfect children or whatever. And you're just like, girl, <laughs> have you talked to the high evolutionary? Is that who gave you these ideas? Um, <laughs> no one talks to the high evolutionary. Don't, nobody. Let me tell you about that person. Don't talk to them. Yeah, don't take anything that he says for face value because he's definitely a eugenicist. <laughs> but I guess so is Alicia's kind of. Um, but yeah, this story is like so strange because she's like, uh, hopefully Marvel will get here soon. Like, I can't wait until Marvel's back. Like, we're going to kiss. He's going to save the planet. <laughs> we won't die. You know, good things. They're baking, they're all just baking. Except Dionysius, also, who's just weeping and holding shriveled grapes, which I guess are raisins. Just like holding <laughs> raisins. Like, oh, I hate raisins. I want to <laughs> grapes for wine. Yeah, you oh. can't only make wine from grapes. It's also this weird thing, because this is the time still where the Titans weren't Eternals yet. They didn't retcon that. So they were still oh. supposed to be related to the gods, which is why we have all this kind of myth-inspired stuff. Right. Okay, even though I it's actually... Like- Deja vu. I think you explained that to us in the last episode. <laughs> That's right. possible. But yeah, they still weren't really, you know, they were related to the God, Greek gods, not to, you know, the Eternals yet. Yeah. It's always so left field with like Marvel cosmic stuff because I, I come in and out of it. So I'm always kind of like, oh, right. Moon dragon turned into a real dragon or <laughs> like something like that. I forgot oh, about yeah. that. That happens in the 80s, doesn't it? It, oh man and so yeah no I'm, I'm always hopping in and out and then in annihilation right i think like right after post annihilation or something there's oh she just turns into an actual dragon um all kinds of goofy stuff and it's always like oh yeah 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 i totally remember this and <laughs> but I then think you oh sorry thing, i was gonna say i think because i remember i never saw this character except in like the uh high handbook but i think moon dragon has like a cousin sun dragon oh of course why not of course you are. <laughs> yeah, the the Greek mythology stuff always comes a little bit out of left field for me because I'm like, oh, huh, Titan, huh? And here we are with Dionysus, the yeah, lusty I mean, god of joy. <laughs> it's why their names are, you know, Greek names, Thanos and Eros. Oh, and it's like why they're all so comfortable just announcing how horny they are all of the time, right? Because, like, that's, ah, uh, yes. Me, Compared to Zeus, God. they're still subtle. Yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> Zeus is like, I'm a bull. Does that do it for you? Y'all, I'm a what? swan. You want to get with this? <laughs> or or the, the one I, I realized I never got when I was a kid when I was reading the Greek myths I'm a golden shower. Oh, no. Yeah. It means different things when you're a little bit older. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not another golden shower. Um, <laughs> what else happens in this comic? <laughs> There's some zipping around in space. There's some missiles that are being sent at Titan by, I don't know, is this is it by the, the, the mysterious team up of baddies that's coming their way i think yeah it's and like these little people from saturn like the purple guys with oh. the bald, bald heads oh all of the missiles oh i thought I it was like that. the the mini thamuses but i okay i get it um it, yeah and then they're like oh you know what we gotta do marvel's like oh, guys come on you know what we gotta do we gotta create like a net out of meteors and then every missile will have to hit a meteor in this net we created and everybody's <laughs> like uh what 
maybe it'll work. <laughs> and Drax is like, you know what? Frankly, I love you. So let's do it. I Obviously, I just realized something. Obviously, there was, someone was reading this when they were making Guardians of the Galaxy. <gasps> I was thinking that too. I didn't oh think about that, that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I just rewatched that recently. I'm like, oh, that's this, that's like a net. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Except it's not spaceships that filled with people. <laughs> and it's yeah, all 15 of us that remember, right? We're like, heck yeah, now I see that. Good work, you guys. <laughs> and this is right when Gertie's, you know, comes off her high. She's like, Rick, this isn't so breathtaking anymore. It's like, wait a minute, I'm losing my buzz, dude, and I can't put anything into the helmet. <laughs> The whole time he's just like, sure, toots, whatever, babe. Or like, he'll all be like, hey, that's right, but we've got to go or something like that. And it's just like, oh, man, you too. And she's well, like, eh. Rick's entire life point- is like he's sto- it's like a stone, you know, acid trip. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, the stoners have befriended the people that in the last issue Drax was destroying. Yeah. The <laughs> They're like, hey, what's up, man? That's a cool Whoa, thing like, that you're working on. <laughs> Hey, I'm not like, mad that you... I don't want to die. <laughs> See, that's how they won with these guys. That's how they turn them over. They, they, Rick, that's why Gertie's out, out of everything. Rick gave him all his edibles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, little dudes, you've got to check this out. <laughs> and then it's all like a sitar starts playing in the background. It's all like... You got Marvel and Drax flying around like maniacs trying to make this shield, and they're all just chilling on the planet, chilling down low. <laughs> it's like a like, big wow. cloud of weed smoke, and it's all like, don't know. Like, look, either they're going to save us all or not. Either way, this is good. Hey, little dudes, we're going to try to listen to some Jimi Hendrix. It's going to blow your mind. And <laughs> they're like, this is cool. <laughs> This is another comic I want to read. Yes, the side story of this, the one that happens while they're flying around saving everything. My next issue of Marvel Snapshots (laughs) is about the aliens who got beat up. (laughs) I like them. (laughs) Oh, no. And then we have our friends, right? Like, they all show up. Our friends, the enemies. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because they get back to Titan, and now they're all on their... Weird flying steps. It's cute. <laughs> That's right. I don't I'm know who designed magical. this. Because everyone wants to do the dramatic pose, and it's kind of hard to do the dramatic pose in just a flat surface. You know, you need kind of kind of steps. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, think about it, who looks the least you know cool. It's Stellarax. He's just standing there and both you know both together, arms you know arms at his hips. Boring. Yeah, good point. Good point. Everyone else is doing something exciting. It's like, look at me. I have a I have a lightsaber. Well, and so these are the four villains. Four. Let me let me rephrase that. Four of the villains, because <laughs> <in, laughs> there's been a lot in the arcs we have read, which are all like there's like a couple small arcs within this larger arc, right? That is the like, this what's whole... his name? Isaac. Yeah. Isaac's yeah. Like his cool looking body that's like a hologram, but like no, not anymore. Not a hologram now. Now I'm actual celestial. Embodiment? I don't get it, but I don't need robot to get it. guy. Yeah, I like it. And they're all together, and we're like, oh, so now it's gonna end. We're actually gonna get an ending that might make sense in this next issue. But that's we're gonna a little get an ending. Too high of a hope. It's a little <laughs> too high of a hope. We're gonna get an ending. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It does say the end at the end. Um, I, <laughs> I'm cracking up too because it's like 
it's the whole premise is essentially just that there's four people who are like buds from high school or college or whatever. And then they're just like, you know what? Let's just start taking out planets. And it's just like most people just like knock mailboxes over or like <laughs> most people, um, you know, meet up for a few drinks. These guys are like, let's just go destroy Titan, but then also destroy Earth because then we can rule the two planets. And then we're going to punch Marvel in his stupid face. And like everybody is all stoked about it. <laughs> they need hot, better hobbies. They do. <laughs> I don't know what they do. I think the most perfect thing about this issue is the final line, which goes to Gertie, who goes, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, you are flying, girl. Like, you just got, like, rocketed into space. You're wearing a space shoe. Rick is shooting stuff with a laser gun. Like, there's just all kinds of stuff. Captain Marvell's proton field or proton trail. And so you're being dragged through space behind him? By sparkles? (laughs) I love the sparkles. I love, I think they're wonderful. Yeah, they are really nice. They're one of my favorite parts. The way space is illustrated in here, both, like, you know, like those 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 panels where Marvell is, you know, sensing a disturbance in the force, so to speak, and his like half his face turns into like stars mm-hmm. and planets and yeah, the galaxies. Awareness. Oh, f- I just that art is so fun, and I that's I think for me, I read all these and I was like, I have no idea what happened, no yeah. clue, no idea. But I'll tell you what, I really liked that space. That was a yeah. Good space. 10 out of 10 on the space. I think we talked about this the last time too, because it was like the same where it was just like, man, space looks good. <laughs> I, I get why Gertie went. Yeah, this is cool. Like, oh, look at all this cool stuff here. Yeah. I get the flying sparkles, you know. I like the art. Like, I think that it does a good job. Like, this is a bonkers story. So I'm like, good luck to you, artist. <laughs> like, <laughs> you you managed to draw Washington, D.C. and the middle of space and Dionysus Lusty God and, like, Isaac It looks kind of scary somehow. Yeah, this is, I think this is one of his earliest works, Pat Bardrick. Oh, yeah. I know he did Micronauts. He also does a lot of cosmic stuff because he does Micronauts and he also did Legion of Superheroes for a while, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's good. Marvels, cause I like this art a lot. And, oh, that. I forgot. He did the Batman Year 3 story, which was, like, you know, the beginning of Dick Grayson as a... Oh, yeah. So. All right. <laughs> he, does a, he does a lot of that stuff. So I guess they kind of threw him in early. It's like, all right, let's start you off here. You're going to do a lot of space stuff. He's like, what the hell is this script? <laughs> like, I thought I wanted to draw the Hulk smashing the army. <laughs> what does Dionysus have to do with any of this? <laughs> So he's in We'd space. We'd like to know too. We'd like to know as well. So he's drinking <laughs> space wine. Okay. Oh, he loves <laughs> no, space he's wine. Having his, he's having his space raisins. There is no wine. <laughs> That's right. That's why he's so sad. <laughs> oh he yeah. Like space raisins. Like who wants space oatmeal cookies with raisins? Seriously, who does? <laughs> he's like, yeah, I used to have wine. Now I just have garbage. Um, <laughs> Isaac is like, I don't know, because like the all of the villains I remember existing through this whole issue, but Isaac is like the primary one, right? Because he's yeah, like, Isaac I'm doing this and this and this. Um, yeah, because Thanos and reprogrammed he resurrected, him to be like a right, back- and he resurrected all these guys that died, right? Yeah, <gasps> they've all been defeated. But he's like, not anymore. Now we're more powerful. Uh, that's so funny that it's I like, didn't remember uh, that. 
<laughs> and now you only have one issue to fight us all. Suckers. Isaac is all like, I'm going to burn everything. And then I'm going to burn your face. <laughs> You're all done. <laughs> According to my notes, Thanos' ex-bros are there to beat some ass. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Basically, yeah. All right, oh. there we go. Story done. We, <laughs> Sarah, cut it down in one line. That's not your description. Marvel's was... highlight number two. Thanos' ex-bros are here to beat some ass. Done. <laughs> that is pretty much what happens, right? Because it's like... It, yeah. he. It's like Isaac does get defeated, um, but <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Can can I read you what the cover says this comic is about? Because I don't remember this being what this comic is about. Yeah, please help me. It says, "Trapped inside Isaac, the living computer, Captain Marvel battles for his life. The madness within." But is that what he was happened? inside Isaac? <laughs> I don't think he was inside Isaac. Was he inside All right. Isaac? I, I mean, mean, I guess kind of in like the last page. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> sort of. Um, it's they're like <laughs> we know it sells. <laughs> it's whenever Marvel's like in this dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Isaac. Anyway, but yeah, but yeah <clears throat> big fight issue. Everyone fights everybody. Uh, made a yeah, note punchy, that. Punchy, punchy. That Elysius, Rick, and Drax all seem pretty horny for Marvel. Because <laughs> they do. Um, They're all fighting over him. <laughs> Gertie does not care. Like, Gertie's just like, I'm just here with this dude. This, like, hippie dude. He's got a guitar. Things are groovy. Um, and now I'm in space. That makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, I love how A, Isaac gets, because he's like, he's a bunch of different Isaacs or whatever that was. Like, he's all of the different Isaacs, and then all of the Isaacs die. He turns, I see, this is it. I cannot possibly I explain no what happens idea. there. But there's a bunch I of Isaacs understand. that pop up behind him. Yeah, he, he's making more robot versions. It's like all Doombots or something. Uh, Think of like uh, that way. Okay. Again. But why? But what happens when they all get killed and... <laughs> Gertie's like, yeah. they're dead. What the and Rick's like, yep, they're dead. Well, and then they're not dead. Is that when they're inside Isaac? Um, well, let me see. So <laughs> Marvel's like, I absorbed another person, so it's cool. Well, Isaac has his flaming sword. Oh, right. That's another thing. I've totally spaced it. <laughs> Why not? Flaming sword. Why not? You gotta love that. Just I got a flaming oh, sword now. Keep it rolling. Not? Doug so, Mench is like, like frankly, we are not getting have... out of here without a biblical <laughs> reference. He's like, but, oh, oh, yeah. Like... So he, he runs, Marvel runs into him and tackles him. They basically go, him and the robot Isaac go into the actual room of the computer. Because remember, this is still 70s. So even sci fi, really advanced computers are still, you know, whole rooms. <laughs> the so 70s future. Exactly. Okay. So he's still going into. So that whole room they're in now is basically the whole actual computer that's Isaac. <laughs> so technically he's inside him, but like anyone could just, you know, there's a door. Anyone could just go in there. <laughs> okay. You know, Take that explains that you want. Because I exist in this year. And so I was like, I don't. When did they go in the computer? And you're right. It's because of the technology at the time this comic was made. I feel <laughs> very like. I I don't know if it's Galaxy Brain or like Bill and Ted about it, but I'm like, whoa, whoa. 
Whoa. Technology, bro. You're pulling like a whole Zoolander. They're inside the computer? (laughs) (laughs) I smash my tablet. (laughs) Marvell, this whole time, has just been waiting to get naked with Elysius, right? So, like. And then she's like, Marvell, touch me before we die. Real weird. Well, she gave him some incentive. Look back at the last page of the issue oh, yeah. we did beforehand. You know, from last from the uh, last episode. What's the last thing he said? He she's like tells him like come back. He's like me, not Arrow. She was like not when you're around. It's like if you're not around, you know, hey, whatever. <laughs> Op- I'm keeping my options. Open. She's keeping her options open. I'm trying to think of. Oh, sorry, Azzy. I was gonna say I'm trying to think of like a pop song version of. Her being like, I think our genetic materials would make a good match, <laughs> or like whatever. But um, but if you're here, if you're not here, hey, you know, I, maybe I, me I'm and Eric. You're bored. Whatever. So he's it's like, whatever. I gotta back. <laughs> I gotta get back. I don't want to get back, and things have changed, you know. So I just gotta get back. And Drax That's is what? like, now I gotta <laughs> fight Isaac though, just to like, uh sleep with Elysius. This is killing me. <laughs> Marvel is just like, ah, fuck. Yeah, more people, more people. Because Marvel is so well known as being such a kind of flat character, right? And he so is in this, where he's just like, oh yeah, a hundred percent, just like I just like want to go hang out with this girl, I guess. And it's like he, you truly are a himbo. <laughs> before that was oh my even God, a phrase. Totally. Um, That's basically, what he does for the rest of his time, pretty much before you know he dies, the he death of her. Captain Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um and even then Alicia's is so weird <laughs> like she's such a weirdo she's just like yeah you're gonna die but like i've got your genetic material so it's fine <laughs> it's like he's like uh excuse me she's like bye i'm sorry bye oh you're breaking up the <laughs> you're breaking up um i'm right in front of you you're just ah, i can't hear you you're breaking up <laughs> you're going through a tunnel <laughs> so we are breaking up. Sorry. Um. So <laughs> she's there with so, him. Well, I, I Mar- should be well, nicer to Alicia's, <laughs> but I just think that she's really weird. So <laughs> she's so weird. But as she's like, "Touch me before we die." Then the next page, Drax is about to be no. killed by. Wait. What? No. What? What? No. Sorry. I was like, no, Drax. <laughs> No, the destroyer the destroyer is about to be destroyed. And then, uh, yeah, Drax is like. Oh no! And then Captain Marvel's like, no, a single bellow of agony, no! <laughs> and Captain Marve- Marvel hurls himself into the path of Stellarax's blast, intercepting the doom meant for Drax. And then this is what kills me: is Drax's response. You, yeah, you are willing to sacrifice yourself to die for me, for the one who, who would slay you for me. And he's like, no, and like, not my boyfriend. <laughs> not my boyfriend. So, so then, here in a minute, right? Whenever it's all like wrapped up, this is what I want to talk about because I'm like, this is just further proof for my Drax wants to be boyfriends with Marvel, and I don't think that generally Drax wants to be boyfriends with people. Like, I just I don't see too much of it. But so that makes this extra exciting for me because I'm just like, oh, you're super into this guy, but um. 
I love how like after that, they're all just like, well, that sure was real wild, wasn't it, folks? You know, everybody's like trying to relax and chill out after Isaac is defeated and Sterilax is defeated. All of them are defeated. Um, and they're Dying kind of to trying to dancing on the table, <laughs> trying to get groovy, trying to get groovy with each other. And then like <laughs> Gertie's like, I'm up for anything, man. And like um, Drax, <laughs> Drax is like the best part is Drax just being like, maybe I could learn to love. And then he like looks at Marvel and he's like, yeah, or maybe I'll just go die or whatever. And then just flies <laughs> off. <laughs> just just like, a little oh passive aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> no, He's no, like, I'm going to sure. go die until I destroy myself. He keeps that brand front That's of right. mind. <laughs> Maybe I will destroy myself. And it's just like, I'm just going to die. And it's like, okay, teen girl Drax. Like, and Elysius is like, good, get the f out of here. Elysius is like, I got to show my, my cleavage to Marvel. I got some work to do here. And whoever, I mean, I feel like the free love is about to be happening, like, all, all over Titan. Um, and Gertie's like, I'm in, whatever works, whatever yo, works. Yeah, Gertie's, like, drinking a drink with an umbrella in it, just, like, sipping noise, like, with the straw, and she's like, all right. Whatever, let's party. Throw the key, it's the 70s, throw the keys in the bowl, let's see what happens. <laughs> it's a key party on Titan. <laughs> Come on, you got Elysius, you got arrows. Come on, me, please. Mentors are walking out of there in five seconds. Like, I am not dealing with this crap. Yeah, there's. I am out of here. Mentor is gone, but everybody else is like, if you stay. <laughs> Dionysius is like, bah. <laughs> like, <getting into> it. <laughs> the lusty god of joy strikes again. <laughs> we will be back with Sarah and Essie in just a minute. But first, we're going to cover our feedback. And this time it is feedback from episode 149, Wilderness Years Part 2, in which Essie and Sarah were here to help us cover Captain Marvel 57 and 58, and David Spofforth was around to help us cover Avengers 174. The posts about those episodes on Facebook were liked and shared by Jesse Starcher, Gene Hendricks, Pat Sampson, and Ruth Sutherland. On Twitter, it got likes and retweets from Connor McKenna, David Finn, Veed Huynh, Toys and Sometimes Jokes. Capes and Lunatics, Last Sons Krypton, Alan Sharp, Rat Election Broadcasting, Anti-Wife Equation, Chris Leiden, S.E. Flinor, Ed Moore, Coffee and Comics, Dano underscore Cosmic, Tim Price, The Podcrasher, Jason Snick Venable, Kaiser the Great, Jeffrey Brown, parentheses, day slash them, Doc Strange, Sarah Sentry, Bitches on Comics, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast, Into the Night, Storyteller, Karen Walker, The Terrible Hook, Legacy Brand Comics, Michael Siebert, Comics in the Golden Age, JohnReadsComics.com, Manol Germs, Nick Spence, Chammy Talks Comics, parentheses, day slash them, Maria Paz Anazako, Thomas Perkins, Comic Foil, Fenora Fatagan, and Captain Murka. Now, people on Twitter starting to get handles at the same as in Tumblr. Almost impossible to say. Thanks a lot. But still, thanks to all of you anyway. If you want to hear more from me, and of course you do... <laughs> You can find me pretty much every week on the L-E-G-I-O-N-P-O-D-Cast. On that show, we talk about the late 80s, early 90s DC sci-fi series, Legion. Now, that's the one with the acronym and Lobo in it, not Legion Superheroes. And you can find that show on the Legion of Substitute Podcasters feed. Links for that in the show notes. I also did a guest spot very recently, just a few days before this episode comes out, on the Rat Election Broadcasting show, Tripped Up Trivia, in which the trivia for that episode was about Batman. 
because, well, not sure if you heard, but there was a little movie that just came out last week. How did I do? How much bat knowledge do I have? Well, go to link in the show notes and find out. And if you've been sitting here listening to this wondering, how do I get my name said? Because I'd like to hear my name. It's an awesome ego boost, right? Yeah. So here's how you do it. Like and share our, our posts on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and in the search box, type in Adam Warlock or Thanos. We'll pop up. Follow us on Twitter and like and retweet there, at Adam Thanos Pod. Our Tumblr page, resurrectionsadamwarlock.tumblr.com. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Been a year or two since I've got one, and I will read that on the show. And, of course, you can always send an email, resurrectionspodcast at yahoo.com. One last thing. This show is part of The Collective. The Collective was started by a few like-minded podcasters who wanted to network in the most traditional sense. It has become a repository for ideas, crossovers, and potential guest appearances. And you are going to hear a promo for one of those shows right now. Hey there. I'm sure you know about the Capes and Lunatics podcast, but have you heard about the Capes and Lunatics Sidekicks podcast? It's a fun home for classic and new reviews of just about everything. We have the Ultimate Spider Cast, where we cover everything Spider-Man. The Quantum Zone, where we talk the classic Marvel character Quasar and do deep dives on the cosmic side of Marvel. We also have Comic Capers, where we cover everything old and new in comics. could be anything, any company, any decade. And we also have our Media Mondays, where we cover some kind of TV show, be it a Arrowverse uh, current hit or our summer specials, where we do reviews of uh, classic episodes of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer spinoff Angel. So, if you're a fan of pop culture and media, you should really check it out. And I promise you, you won't be disappointed. This is wild. I am so glad that you asked us to be on this podcast because I don't think I would have read these comics otherwise. Oh, I certainly oh. wouldn't have, and I'm so no. glad I did. And yeah. I'm glad you guys were here because, I don't know, some, some depending on who else would have been on here instead, we might have been trying to figure out how this works. And instead with you guys, it's like, no, no, no. This is insane, and let's just go with the insanity. <laughs> Do not worry about the mechanics. Worry about the sexual dynamics. And it's much more fun. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so much more fun now than that way. That way, they fall flat. But the other way, it's like, oh, wait, hold on. There's some stuff here. Yeah. Well, you know, I was just thinking about this. You kind of forget that Drax, like, doesn't... I'm because it's been so long since we recorded the last episode. Drax like shows up with like I'm gonna kill Marvel, right? Yeah. Like he's like, I'm gonna kill Marvel. That's and kind then of the it's like a, right? an enemies to lovers story. Oh where yeah, he's just like I'm gonna kill you. It's kind of like in Princess Bride when he's like, "Good night, Wesley. I might kill you in the morning." <laughs> I feel like that's just Drax's energy towards Marvel until like one one night it's like, "Good night." Marvel, I might kiss you in the morning. And Marvel's like, excuse me? He's like, no, I said kill. I said kill. I said I kill. I was said like, kill. destroy. I'll destroy. I'm going to um, destroy you. <laughs> yes, I wanna, that's it. I'm going to destroy your lips with my lips. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Drax, you're going to need so much chapstick. Yeah, I'm so glad I read this story. Because I've always liked Drax. But I feel like I like Drax even a little bit more. Because, um... Very like high drama, <laughs> like. Oh, and this is actually something with the original like, Drax because you know we don't get this Drax for much longer. That's this right. Version's, this version is going to be dead pretty soon. That's right. 
And then we're going to get the uh, we're going to get the 90s dumb Drax that's obsessed with Alf. Yeah. 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 Drax, too. Yeah. And then we'll get the later Drax who. Yeah, actually, I just realized, yeah, the movie Drax is kind of a mix of the current Drax and that dumb one. Yeah. (sighs) Drax. He is fun. He really is. Like I said, like we said, hey, he knows his brand and he goes with it. (laughs) There is not. He is not going to be diverted from it. And this was not, you said, well, you know more about this than I think, well, I don't mean to speak for SE, but I think more than both of us about this (laughs) because um, there's still a few stories with him, right? But then it's, it's pretty quickly we get to death of Captain Marvel after this. Yeah. Oh, from Marvel. Yeah. He has a couple more issues in this Marvel spotlight, but most of them are like either single issues or like maybe a two part, but for the most part, single issues. Cause it's not even going to be the same creative team. Like Dick is going to do an issue or two randomly. Mm-hmm. So we got a couple issues here and then that's pretty much it. I think he has like a guest spot and like a half a guest spot in the whole, an issue of the Hulk. And our next Marvel is Monica Rambeau, correct? Yeah. Pretty shortly after death of Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau shows up. That's right. They don't waste time with that. They're like, yeah, he's dead. I mean, that's a mantle you can't let get cold. Mm-mm. Oh, That's money I, yeah. right there. You can't leave money on the table. Well, <laughs> they saw what happened to DC with their Captain Marvel when they let it let go down. Marvel took it. Like, nope, we got the name now, sucker. Yeah, yeah there's so many Captain you. Marvels. You gotta call him Shazam. <laughs> yep. Which honestly is a really cool name. I'm like, you it's know what? It's a very cool name. I'll take Shazam. I like it. It is a cool name. The problem is, you can't, if you're that character, I mean, going by what he does, like, you can't say your own name because otherwise, ah, crap, magic lightning again. Yeah. I'm back to I'm... being a little kid. So he really Hi, can't I'm speak Shazam. in third person, even though he wants to. He's like, Shazam thinks, oh, God damn it, I'm a child. <laughs> he came Shazam was himself. saying, oh, fuck, I'm a giant fucking superhero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my but God. yeah, we're going to get Monica shortly after this. And then who's the next one? Oh, yeah, genus. Yeah, good old terrible genus. <laughs> good old terrible. But then Phila comes in, right? So we've, yeah, got a, yeah. we've got a few on the way that are not so bad. And um, then back to Carol. And then goes to Carol. Yeah, now it's just always going to be Carol. I don't think that's ever going to change now. Not um, for at least the next... I mean, unless something big changes, minimal, even if something big changes, minimum the next decade. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, also just because the movies. <laughs> exactly, they're gonna keep it as Carol. And I mean, come on, she's th- this is probably the longest run now currently of anyone named Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah, and in a lot of ways, it really was a long time coming. See, I, I think a lot of people are just like, no, Monica Rambeau should be Captain Marvel, and I'm like, Monica Rambeau is amazing. I don't know that she should be Captain Marvel because I think that that's Carol, and then I like that Miss Marvel is. Uh, Kamala and then it's just like yeah I like how this is kind of worked out because I like I like Monica Rambeau not being beholden to that title it would be nice to see her get that level of screen time like that level Mm. of presence in the comics but I like her not having to be Captain Marvel because I think that that that's a name that comes with so much baggage it's a lot easier to give it to Carol (laughs) it's like Carol you've already got a lot of baggage oh that's exactly what I was saying (laughs) 
I'm like, go well, ahead and take baggage. This. She's got a wife. She's got a kid. Like, she's raising. Listen, she you mind taking it. my suitcase? Because I noticed that you've got a whole lot of baggage. And if you're heading up anyway, <laughs> I just like, wish you'd take this with you. A kid you're um, raising? Were you talking comics or movies? Because you're talking. Oh, we're movies, talking mean, movies. Oh, so I mean a kid raising like in the comic version though, as in like I have a kid. I'm gonna go away in space for 30 years. Yeah, I'll be back. You'll, you'll be like, fine, kid. Carol Jess, like how she's like helping oh raise Jessica Drew's kid, but then also in the movie she's help raising Monica. See, you know, but she's not, not so very well. She's so present with Jessica and Jessica's child, and then you watch the movie and you're like, Carol is a deadbeat dad. So like the difference between those two, it's like that's kind. Of, I don't know. You know what, Carol? I can't you wait. Broke to a lot of hearts. Monica call her to account in the movie like you're just gonna bounce on me as my mom like you were my mom and then you just were like not my mom you yeah. Were just like, yeah I got space stuff to do I'm out kid <laughs> oh but Marvel yeah you take <clears throat> care of yourself yeah Marvel is just <laughs> he it's like he was real boring <laughs> sorry everybody um he's not the most exciting character and I mean I've read plenty and done podcasts that play about Marvel no not the most exciting the most exciting thing about Marvel was his death yeah, kind of always. And it's just and the introduction of Carol Danvers, right? It's just like, but that's pretty much it. Because even his villains aren't that interesting. He's like usually the one exception. Our friend Thanos. Yeah. Oh, I was like, you mean Isaac? Those are three Thanos, Carol, dying. Yeah. That's really the big three things about Marvel, which is which is probably one of the reasons why he will always stay dead, because otherwise... Yeah. You know, at least that way it kind of works. And there's yeah, ar- there's- oh, sorry. Carol- there's already a bunch of himbos in Marvel. Like, we already have our Alex Summers. We already have, you know, a handful of them. So, I don't know. I'm like, I kind of like him because I love how he's kind of just like an airhead, you know? Like, kind of like floating through space being like, I guess I could help somebody. Like, <laughs> I think it's kind of fun. But also, I'm like, yeah, there's nothing to this guy. Like... <laughs> Yeah, no, there's that, there wasn't that much, sadly. But by the way, when you said Alex Summers, the first thing I thought of was uh, his look in Inferno as the Goblin Prince. Oh, I love that look, right? <laughs> the He's, first thing I think of when you say that is Alex is like the Goblin Prince. It's 100% true, though. And like, I love, too, that Maddie, like Madeline Pryor, for people who aren't huge X-Men fans, Madeline Pryor shows up in like the Goblin Queen outfit and we're all like, that's real sexist, y'all. Like, that's a messed up costume. There's way too much underboob. And then Havoc shows up and is like, solidarity. I also have underboob. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that's that so Ma- Madeline 100% would be like, why don't you wear this? That explains so much, by the way. I was reading that stuff when I was 13. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what is going on? These two just like joined a fetish wear club. And it's like, yeah, that's literally what they did. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're the they're only two members. <laughs> and they're happy with it. They're like, nope, we're good. <laughs> yeah. We're not taking any members. Thank you. That is truly, truly one of my favorite moments with Alex actually because I just think it's so funny um it's like a like that is like eye candy for a lot of people so they needed to do that because they always do it with female characters and I'm just like the fact that he shows up with his like midriff showing and it's just like I'm just here to support my girl I'm like Alex you're great (laughs) never change because you can't Nope. Like a like a, a wife guy for like a like a villain. What's that? Yeah. I guess I guess just 
Bill and his wife guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's he like, well, she has, like, really pretty hair. So, like, I'm going to help her, like, take over the planet. It's cool. He's like, you know, I just admire a woman with ambition. So it oh, doesn't matter does. what the ambition's for. I just admire her. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Come back for our Inferno episode. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, make me wish I was doing X Men. <laughs> oh man, it is a lot of fun. Choice. But it's a choice. I love, I love cosmic Marvel stuff, so I always enjoy these. Um, I love listening to this podcast too, and it's nice to be on it because, like I said, I don't think I ever would have visited this. I think I drop out of like the Marvel run right around Carol Danvers, and then I pick back up like around Death of Captain Marvel. So this, I mean, for better or worse, this really filled in some blanks for me. So, For better or for worse. We'll see in a couple of years which which one it is. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do a follow-up interview with the two of them. They'll be like, like oh, God, why did I do that? <laughs> why? It, it does read like a fever dream. Like, literally, whenever I was, like, flipping through these pages earlier, I was like, I kind of, I was Gertie. I was like, I kind of remember this. <laughs> <laughs> And then we'll interview Essie and Essie will be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. That never happened. I will have no idea. I, will I have no idea what you're talking about. Come here, Stellarex. Like, Come here, Stellarex. Hi. Come here. Good puppy. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I just can't. The name just came to me in a dream. It just, it just came to me. In I'm a nightmarish. Felt... Nightmarish <laughs> fever dream. <laughs> yes. There was a guy with a skull on his chest who seemed like mad, but also like excited to be here. I don't know. You know? <laughs> There's a lot of hair swoops. <laughs> oh, man. Captain All Marvel, right. what a mess. Yeah, <laughs> but it was a fun mess, and that's the important thing. Exactly. Yeah. I'll take a fun mess over a boring one any day. Oh, for sure. I would I would uh, not trade in this experience <laughs> for anything. No. So. so, again, thank you to the two of you for being here, because otherwise I just would probably been babbling to myself incoherently <laughs> mostly because of reading this but still petting, <laughs> petting your dog just being like and then you see isaac shows up with a flaming sword and he would have stared at me going uh-huh okay <laughs> i'm here until the treats are gone <laughs> but all right so i think we beat this thing to the ground yeah we did what we could <laughs> yes so let's make sure everyone knows if they want more insanity not just Marvel Cosmic, but other types of other types of stuff. Where do they go to hear this? I'm so sorry. I dropped like my earring, and then I had to find it. And then I caught my hair on my mic. It was a whole thing. Okay. <clears throat> I was like, as he's the professional of this, so <laughs> if I'm the one who has to tell you all where to find us, you'll never find us. <laughs> go to the right. Uh, yeah. I'm the lo- when you see the scarecrow. Take a U-turn. Literally, Take I am the local <laughs> who's like trying to describe directions to the stranger passing through town. And I'm just like, well, you know, you just go over to the big rock. <laughs> uh, yes, if you would like to learn more about Bitches on Comics, you can join us at bitchesoncomics.com or you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at, at bitchesoncomics. We are a bi-weekly podcast where we interview amazing comics and pop culture professionals and critics about what they love in comics and pop culture and, uh, you know, whatever we feel about feel like ranting about that day. Good job. 
And Thanks. links will be in the show notes, people. So just go click. Click, click, click. Thanks for having us. Again, yes, thank you. Yes, seriously. And I'm going to so, stop my audacity. Yep, same here. So that'll be it for this time, guys. Thank you very much, everyone. And we'll be back next episode. Bye. Resurrections, an Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast, is a fan-made production, and no copyright infringement is intended or happening or even understood. The opening music for this podcast is Intro Pompeii by Lino Rise, and the closing music is Dark and Dramatic by DJ Puzzle. Both are licensed by the Creative Commons license. You can find Lino Rise at free-intro-music.com and DJ Puzzle at peaceloveproductions.com. Links to both can be found on the Tumblr page. Sorry, Al. No, that's fine. I'm all, ah, that's enough of that. I'm done. (laughs) What a (laughs) hole. I'm I'm Drax. I'm just like, I'm going to go destroy this now. Goodbye.